has been preordained before we were even thought of. So I ask you your destinies, I ask you, friends, family, no more excuses. No more this, no more that. But to faithfully, boldly walk through the door that God has for you. By any means necessary. However it feels, how much it hurts, breakthrough. When you talk about breakthrough, you have to understand that it is impactful. Meaning that not only are you impacting what you're breaking through, but that which is breaking through is also impacting. I'm so anointed the bees one. <laughs> Amen. Nats, beats, Glory be to God. I'm just in, in, in awe by what God is doing today. Can we give God just another hand, please? Amen.
Our Hour of Power with Prophetess Renee Warsaw at New Destiny Worship Center, 1545 Lakewood Road, Toms River, New Jersey. Waiting on a witness. Amen. Chapter 8, verse 26 says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in the charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage. He was laid like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? 
himself or someone else. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the Enoch said, look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chap. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Exotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. The word of the Lord for God's people. Hallelujah. So now I just, I'm just going to chat and I'm just going to expose the scripture a little bit. I want to ask how many people have witnessed for the Lord? How many of you in here have that passion and desire to be a witness for God? Two in the back. Is that a is that a is that a, a, a quiz to see who's guilty and who's not? I'm not here to condemn because I'm myself a sinner, place saved by grace. I'm here to exchange information and for us to see who God really is and what we can do for Him. We come here, we enjoy Him. Oh, I I, I look forward to Sunday service. Like I want to break these walls down and just start yelling. But we have a responsibility also unto God. And in this. This scripture we see that Philip, he was an evangelist. All of this took place after Pentecost. So during that time, the Jews were still being persecuted. Jesus had just died and there was a lot of turmoil. And as we know from history, the Jews and the Samaritans had nothing to do with each other. Mm -hmm. But after the death of Christ, they went evangelizing into all parts. As Acts 1 and 8 says, they, go, they were to go through all the lands, preaching and sharing God with their neighbors. So Philip went through Samaria, he went different places, he had a beautiful um, revival. And so in the midst of all this triumph, in the midst of all the gathering of people, in the midst of all the conversion, he heard God spoke to him. See, when God meets you, he speaks clearly and he speaks directly to you. God sought a man. He sought a man to go to this eunuch to minister to him. Amen. How many times have we been in church and God has told us to go to somebody's house or to call this person or to speak with this person after church and we take it lightly. Mm -hmm. Philip took on his responsibility fully. Amen. We have to be serious about the things that God charges us to do. We have to be attentive to him. It is all about him. It's not about what you feel. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter whether you can speak the English or you can. It's what God has asked you to do. If he is a spirit and we worship him in spirit and in truth, there's no need for any of us to be sitting here tonight. Hmm. Because souls are being lost out there. It's a serious thing. I'm not condemning. But I'm as lazy. 
I could be doing much more. Yeah? I start with me. You start with your own house. You start with the man in the mirror. I'm not going to point at you and all these fingers pointing back at me and I'm not doing right. I've come to encourage so that you have a taste. Say, look, I have a desire, Lord. Where do you want me to go? Amen. God sought a man. Anytime God wants something done and done in accordance to his will, he will seek you out and he will give instruction. So the Spirit of the Lord spoke to Philip and told Philip to go south. South in, in where he was was to uh, uh, Jerusalem, but he had to pass through Gaza. He had to pass through the desert. There'll be times when God sends you and you're going to be all by yourself. Amen. There's going to be times when God sends you and you're going to hear the murmuring and the muttering and, and it can't be. Because this is too dry. God, God's like, what? He just took me from my little, you know, air conditioned stuff. He told me what sweat. I ain't sweating for nobody, girl. You sure you heard from him? I got you, my, you know, we have all these excuses in between. Yet God is talking. God needs you. He wants you to come out. He wants you to express yourself. All that he has poured in, he wants others to be saved. Our thing is that others be saved and not die. People are dying right now. Amen. But all we're thinking about is, you know, oh, well, they got enough food. Oh, well, I saw it today. She looked pretty healthy. It's not about food. We're talking about spirit. Your spirit, your soul. That's what God is. God is a spirit. And spirit talks to spirit. Yes. Amen. And he instructs through the spirit. And we must do what he calls us to do. When the angel spoke to Philip, he, he arose. He got up right away. And the spirit spoke to him and said, Go to this eunuch. This eunuch here, I want I have I have something for you to do. He was obedient. He left what he was doing. A lot of us will not leave this church right now. If, if Bishop said, go out there, there are two people coming down that Route 9, and I want you to meet them in the middle of the street. Prove that you're going to do it. What? On that traffic? Nine? Bishop, you sure God spoke? He did. Because the same God that sent you in this time, he's able to sustain you. He's able to take you through it. Believe him. I want to have that faith where it's like when God says jump, I want to jump without the bunchy rope. I want to just jump. I just want to jump because he's worthy. He's proven himself. He's proven himself more than any man in my life or your life. Better than your kids. He can't be compared with nothing. That's the point. I, 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 and I want to stay there. He can't be the Compared with nothing. Nothing. There's nothing on this earth that you desire more than God. And when you hear from him, move. So Philip moved. And he went. And he was walking along. And then he saw this Ethiopian eunuch. Now this eunuch, you might say, what is a eunuch? A eunuch is, a, is an individual. Uh, that has been castrated. And they were put in positions in those days. They were put in positions to mind women so they wouldn't be attractive. They would be, you know, they usually stayed among the royalties. They were, um, they were like servants, higher, higher up servants. 
and this eunuch was inquisitive. You see, we have to have a desire to know more about God. You can't be comfortable in your seat tonight just with two words. Amen. He had that desire. He wanted to know more about this God that we're talking about. He wanted to know, yes, I heard, but now where's the proof? Is the proof We're walking around? Oh, highly favored, highly anointed, appointed in every point, point. But where is God? Not when you need Him, but when He needs you. Where are you? Where are we? We find excuses. Philip made no excuse. He got on the assignment right away. Don't be afraid of man. Be afraid of the one who can destroy the body and the soul. Be afraid of that person. Be afraid of that. Not just come a man around here talking, throwing around the weight. Because they're not going to last. God is speaking to us every day. He speaks to you through dreams. He speaks to you. He shows signs. Yet we do not move. What more do we want him to do? What more? This unit desired God so much that he was reading the word of God loudly in his chariot. And as he began to read, Philip was on his way. Philip heard him. And the passage that he read was Isaiah 53. And so in that passage, it talked about God's saving grace, his redemptive work. It talked about everything that you and I need to understand about God. And as he was reading it, he didn't understand. A lot of times we get to passages and we just skip it. Don't you know that may be the very passage the devil will use to cancel out your blessings and have you go down the street of no return? My God. This man was headed somewhere. He went to Jerusalem. He prayed. He, 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 he was very much interested in what made a person uh, 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 interested in God. Because eunuchs, Often they were in the background. They were rejects. They were called freaks in those days, as we were called today. They, they, they were just left out. They were rejected. They were not included in anything. They were just servants. There are many right now in our communities are just servants. There are many right now are just units. Okay? And we can put it, we can put it in today's language. They may, they may have a different preference sexuality, and they have a different preference, you know, in the way they carry themselves, in the way they do things, but that is not a reject of God. We as witnesses need to go out and reach out to them and tell them the good news. There is good news for everyone. You can change your life right now if you wanted to. Right now, because deep down within you, we know that there is something that is still bothering us that is a blockage from us coming holy and boldly to the throne of God. Let us all be honest. See, I like to peel back the covers. I want nothing stopping me. I suffered too long down here. I really did. And it's still going through. But that's not going to hinder my walk. That's not going to change my mind of who God is and what he can do and what he continues to do. It's not going to change my mind. People say, come hell or high water. But I'm telling you, he's been so good to me, I refuse. I refuse. 
I'm not going to give up, and I'm not going to say no. I'm going to say yes for my assignment. God is telling us to say yes. Be flexible. Be diligent. Open your word and read. See what it is saying to us. Not everybody's going to be up here. Some of us will just be laborers in the vineyard. He may send you to the market. Got my you know shoes on my you know the letters and you talking about what market what I don't go to the market with red buttons that's not my assignment but he's saying I need you red button or not I need you your name is on the assignment and he expects you to carry it out because your name was was in his mind on his heart when he went to Calvary he didn't he didn't buck, he didn't back off. He took the full dose. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Now you ask to stand in the hot sun. What? Evangel who? Evangel what? <laughs> Bishop, you got a hat? Pastor Linda, you got some sneakers? <laughs> oh, I don't do too well in sun. I need sun, uh, you know, <laughs> suntan, sunscreen. <laughs> All of that. But yet he hung high. Sunburn with everything. And we can't take a moment of pain for the one that gave up everything for us. Hallelujah. Philip dropped everything and went on his assignment for the Lord. God wants us to drop everything. You're cooking, leave that, turn the stove up, go on. Go on. I heard the voice of Jesus and I'm going. I'm going on my assignment with purpose. I don't know why he sent me to you. I don't know. Sometimes you, you go on an assignment. And you, you're just standing there, Bishop. You, you can't speak because he hasn't released the word yet. So you're looking at that person. But that person is feeling the presence of God. There is something going on inside of that person. So never, when you go as a witness, is never lost. Just going, just stepping in the house. Say, God, I claim this house for you. I claim this family for you. Don't go with a whole lot of prayer and written prayer and stuff. Say, God, I'm here. Hallelujah. I am your child and I represent you in this place. Amen. And I take charge right now. Yes, God. Forget about D and that. <laughs> Just hit it straight. Amen. Because we're wasting time. Well, I don't really have the right scripture. And you know, Bishop, it could be in the front, it could be in the back. Um, you know, it's somewhere around there. All right, I'll see you later. That's not what God wants. My he spent some time. He met the eunuch. He spent some time with him explaining the word of God. Mm -hmm. Now you might be at a, a standstill right now and say, Lord, I've done everything. But that was last week. How many of us know that he is new? Yeah. He does new things. Yeah. There's newness in God. It's not a momentary thing. He renews. He restores. He revives. So you didn't get it yesterday, but guess what? You can get it today. Amen. Don't give up. Let somebody be motivated. Let somebody see Jesus in you. Let somebody see perseverance. Let somebody see love. Let somebody see diligence. Let somebody see something good as you bring the good news. Amen. He received the good news. He received the good news. He understood the good news. God is love. God is no respecter of person. Because I'm sure in that deliberation, he was like, but here I am. I'm a eunuch. I can't go out there talking about Jesus. I'm a reject. But as I said, it was for him that he came. 
I'm lost. But Jesus said, I found you. Amen. You found I, re I read your word without understanding, but I delivered you already. Christ died while we were yet sinners. Yeah. Not perfect. And he's still working on us. So it behooves us to go out and minister. It behooves us to go out and witness. Witness to somebody. You can witness to your own children in your house. Amen. They need to hear the word. Instead of that ding 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 ding, that music of that uh, deal. Right. Huh? And all the television and all these people trying to prescribe and describe God. And they, they know it in the passage. He asked for help. He knew he was out of order. He knew that he was missing something. You see, when God comes to you, you know, you know you're missing something. Mm -hmm. There's something missing. He doesn't just appear to say, oh, I'm God and I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna come and, you know, just chill with you. No, he's not a chill God. <laughs> he comes on purpose Amen. to make sure that you have not only the word, but you understand the word that he pours into you enough for the overflow to go into somebody else's yeah. life. Amen. Yeah. We are here for a purpose. Amen. To love our enemies. Yeah. Oh, yes. Love them. Oh, yes. Right now we're so agitated. The first person comes by us, we just agitate. You, uh, you know, Usher, you gotta move me. You gotta move me. I can't sit back. <laughs> you got the wrong spirit. Well, what spirit did you bring in? Come on, right. talk about uh -huh. it. <laughs> what spirit did you bring in? This man was learned. He didn't have time to go back to the university. He was already learned. You meet them, we meet people where they are. Amen. If you have somebody with some kind of spirit and God has already shown you oh, yes. that you already are on the sign. Yeah. To get that spirit out of them. Get it out of them. Because when they go out, they'll be more crippled. Because we letting it out and they're just receiving. They're just receiving it. Just receiving yours, mine, everybody. And they're walking away with it. Just as burden. How was church? Oh, so, so. Uh, uh, Bishop, they say we are to rejoice. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rejoicing. They're just as sad, weary, yeah. and tired as anything. And there's, there's nothing going to be happening with them this week or next week or next year because of their, their mindset. He had a mindset to discover. He had a mindset to roll back. He had a mindset that when God sought him, he found him. When you find someone that needs God, work with them until God opens that door. They may not come here every Sunday. Well, I, you know, Bishop, I tried to help, but she's she just too hard to get along. You were hard one time when God was on earth. You were hard. And he looked down at your face and said, he, he couldn't even afford to say, oh, not her. Here. My God. He said, All of you, come on. That's our purpose here. To feel it touching, you know, emotion, chit, chit, chit. What? If God stopped his breath in my mouth, in my nostrils, I'm nothing. The words will pick me up. You don't believe me, go to the funeral home. They, they make sure no flies sit on you. Because a fly sit on you, that's, that's, that's a worm fest. I don't care how much they do for you, try to fix, cook you up. The moment a flat lay one head and they do it quickly, you're done. You're, you're out. 
Now you're looking at God's possession. You're looking at an image and a form made in the likeness of God walking amongst you, and you have a nerve to reject them. You have no, no nerve to reject nobody. God did not reject us. He pulled us in, bruised, battered, combative. I know I was one of those. Oh, yeah, so you say you're God? Okay, well, we will see. And uh, go do this. Uh huh. You do it first. You show me first. <laughs> yeah. That's how I was. Because I wasn't following no fool. I was hurt by man too long in my confusion and my, my depression, everything you could think of. I rejected the very God that came to save me. Mm. I didn't just walk in. Oh God, oh I got God, I got Jesus now. Uh, Bishop, I feel all tingly, blickly, blickly. No, I said, you are God, show me. Because I've been down this road before. I worship man instead of God. I took the pastor and put her up here. I took the deacons and put them up here. You know, just all the foolishness not you, I'm talking about myself. You can hear. All the foolishness of religion. And I wasted my own time. Amen. You're talking right. Don't waste your time. Take God and take him, hold him. That is the last thing that you have on earth. Hold him with purpose because he will never leave you where he cannot sustain you. Hold him with purpose and say, God, you are my rock. Tell him, say, God, you are my deliverer. Lord, you are my healer. I don't care what the doctor is telling you. Say, God, you are my healer. The minute it comes out of the mouth, bind it. Amen. Amen. That, oh, the doctor said, well, you have sciatica. You have uh, three vertebrae in this. And you have to have uh, surgery. You know I'm an action general. Jackson. What do you say? My insurance comes from God, and He's going to heal me. Because He didn't give me an assignment for me to crawl to. He didn't give me an assignment to sit in a wheelchair. He didn't give me an assignment to be limited. He gave me an assignment to use my liberty and His word to go forth. We're not here to play. I don't know about you all. Where I am, I'm not playing. If I'm a sinner, Lord, arrest me now and clean me up. Hallelujah. Five minutes from here is not promised me. Amen. As Amen. much as I love Jesus, it's not promised you. Amen. So let us be real. Let us witness. Witness sometimes can just be pulling the person's hand to comfort them. Amen. Oh, you know what, Bishop? She came all the way from, from church, and I was just telling, and God, you don't know, I had such a horrible time. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell him I was so embarrassed. You, you hold that person's hand and see the tears roll and see the revelation. See the, see the rolls, of, the burdens just fall off. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Amen. So don't rehearse nothing. Don't go out there rehearsing and, and, uh, and, uh, and they say we have to speak in our tongue and our language. <laughs> no. That person that hasn't reached the tongue level yet. Amen. Right now, that person needs to hear some real talk. Amen. He needs to eat some real food. Amen. And you need to eat to see, not give up. Because a lot of times, some of us are still praying for things that happened 10, 20 years ago. We still have not seen our breakthrough. God always gives you something for hope. 
Amen. It gives you something for joy. It gives you something that you can look at and say, look where he brought me from. Yes. Hallelujah. See how he made a way. Look how he delivered me. Even in my sin, he delivered me. Yes. You not had a time to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. He had a privilege to learn of God himself. And through his servant, it takes one person. You don't have to be on God's committee. I see all these committees, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm, on the, I'm on the joy committee. We're going to just spread joy, 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 joy. You know, it, it, I, sometimes I think of God and I'm like, do you want all this stuff? Do you really want all this stuff? It's like dressing up. Huh? Dress but not ready. But you'll never waste God's time because time is in his hand. Amen. But you're going to waste your own time. And when that demon stands to the door, you're, gonna, you're not going to be too pretty for him to just gulp you up. Amen. Because when we think of demons, we're just thinking of all kinds of crazy nonsense that Hollywood tells us. But when the real demon comes, the real one, you see all this action happening now, we're just there playing like, oh, well, you know, it's just in California. Oh, well, it, it, you, know, you know, isn't that awful, Bishop? I'm sorry, I'm using you a lot tonight. But isn't that awful, Bishop, what's going on in the world? And what are you doing about it? Are you an intercessor? Are you praying? Yeah. Have you taken a day to come to this church on this altar, lay down and ask God to fix it for somebody else? But no. Got our luggage. Me, myself, and I. Well, uh, oh, it's me again. Oh, it's me again. All the time. Preachers get tired of that. Take on somebody else's burden. You don't need to know about that. Philip took on this man's burden because he was frustrated. He said, I'm reading, but without comprehension. I'm seeking, but I'm not, I don't even know if I'm going the right way. Ask somebody for help. We're too proud. Oh, well, you know, well, we were taught that a long time ago, and, you know, I'm a little embarrassed. Come on now. So why are you embarrassed when you got God all to yourself? God will lead you to the right person. That's right. The very right person. Sometimes you just get there and they have the whole conversation that you had in your mind and you're standing there and you're dumbfounded like, what? <laughs> like, what? When we came down here to buy our home, my husband and I, and uh, my daughter joined me. She took the red eye and came in town. And, um, and she joined me and I, and I told her, I said, I said, Lou, we, we, you know, God has been so good. And uh, we have the home. And, um, so she came down, and there was a couple of things I asked God about. I said, when I get there, and it is the house that you want us to have, I want this woman to tell me to relay the conversation I'm having with my daughter in this car. And so I asked my daughter, I said, I hope they have good schools. I hope she will mention the price. This is first meeting, open the front door. And the third thing, she'll tell me about the neighborhood. And that's exactly, the woman opened the door and said hello. And she went down to three points. 
By that time, you know, crazy me, I was just all over. <laughs> and then I sat down again, I said, and the real price, she gave us the price. And God would have it. I had the realtor, I had the lawyer. Everybody pertaining to the closing of the house was there on a Sunday afternoon. When you let go of your problems, God will solve it. So God solved the problems of his unit. He was able to receive him on the highway. He was even baptized. Now some people say, well, there's no, no water in the desert. God can provide anything that you need, anytime, any hour, anywhere. Amen. And he provided. And I want us to just be encouraged. I know I seem like all over the place. I want you all to grasp the importance of God and witnessing. We can't keep this good news to ourselves. Amen. It's a Amen. sin to keep it. See, when I read, hallelujah, when I read about in scripture how the man of God says, it's like fire shut up in my bones. I thought I lost my mind. I, 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 I wiped the whole church door. It was a green dress I wore, it was blacker than this chair. Just the idea, that kind of force is within me when I accepted him. And he's willing to work with me. He's willing to use me. And I'm willing to humble myself and ask God to search my heart and ask him to correct me. Ask him to put me in right standing with him. Ask him, tell him that this all I desire of you, God. I don't want no limo. I want no car. I had a relationship. <laughs> and uh, I worked hard. I, had, I used to have a limo business in Long Island. I've lived some in New York because huh, that's another thing. When I came here, I wanted to live in New York, and I did. Evil. Thank God for Jesus. I'm telling you. Thank God I had a, you know, a little inkling from back home. When I came here, I was high for living. You couldn't tell me nothing. I worked, and I, I got dressed every morning from Brooks Brothers. They came and fixed my hair, they fixed my nails, because I had to talk, the talk, to be on Wall Street, Goldman Sachs. I didn't play. When the clothes came in, we were the first on the line, because we were for partners. Money makes money. You have to understand that as the first law. And we were dressed in the morning. And we stayed like that until lunch, we had a luncheon, we would go out to luncheon in the limo, up and down, uh, New York City, I mean, you name it. My salary was more than anything. I used to make the money, Bishop, and shove it in the drawer, and then Tuesday they said, oh, more pay. I'm like, what am I going to do with this money? It used to make me mad. But then I got the flip side. <laughs> yeah, God. Bring you to reality. Yeah, yeah. Highfalutin on nothing. Evil. Malice. But I tell you, this man was relieved of his troubles. We too can be relieved of our troubles. Yeah. We continue to seek God. Continue to live what his word says, how his word says we ought to live. Humble ourselves. Be appreciative of what God has given us to live. Sufficient. His grace is sufficient for the earth. Don't add any more. Don't subtract any more. Just be blessed. 
The eunuch went on his way. Philip was lifted up and he went on his assignment somewhere else. But what was needed at that time, God sought a man and he found him. May God find many in this place and give us assignments. That's my desire, that others may live and not die. Amen. May God bless us all. institution and in that island he's trying to find out the disappearance of a woman who uh, just suddenly vanished and he's trying to investigate he's a federal marshal trying to investigate this case and it so happens that as he goes throughout the whole case <clears throat> he finds out that the, the victim that he's looking for is really himself so the reason it's called shutter island is because just like the shutters of a house you can see outside but you can't get out so I want to speak to you all on the subject title today called Mindset. Mindset. Paul speaks more about the mind, other than the law, he speaks more about the mind than any other subject in the New Testament. More than love, more than, than the following church protocol, he speaks about the mind. As a matter of fact, he entitled Romans chapters 6, 7, and 8 are chapters that just deal vainly with the mind. He loves speaking about the mind so much that he picks it back up in chapter 12 when he says, be ye transformed by what? The renewings of your mind. The Bible tells us in Chronicles that we are to serve God with a whole heart and a willing mind. Now notice how the scripture never said a whole mind. It said a whole heart, but a willing mind. Which lets us know and understand that there are sometimes imperfections that life hits us with, but you can still serve God with imperfections. Amen. You may not have a complete mind, a perfect mind, but yet you can still serve God. Amen. As long as your mind is winning, look at his mind and you're still good. You're still good. good. So the movie takes place in this island in which he arrives on a ferry and he starts to look for this victim who uh, mysteriously disappeared. And as he goes to different events and he interrogates different people, the whole gist of the movie, this is where the spoiler alert comes in, 
the whole gist of the movie is to it comes to to find out that he's really is a criminal and he's also a patient in the island and everybody is in on playing this role to try to get him to deliver himself from what he shut himself into wow you heard him said that what fear does to the mind it corrodes it it rusts and unbeknownst to us, the reason I want to speak to you all about the mindset today is that we can hoop and holler, we can give God so much glory with our hearts. But if your mind is not set on doing what you have already committed to with your heart, you are no more a prisoner than the victim we just saw on TV. We can become a prisoner of our own past, our own traumatic situation, our own, our own uh, uh, past hurts, past unforgiveness. We become a victim to it and we create a prison of illusion and we live day by day thinking that other people are after us when we're the ones who need to be delivered from that situation. No, no, it's Pastor Ebony that she don't like me. She got something against me because I'm so anointed. It's Prophetess Warsaw who got something against me but in the, in the truth of the matter is that I shut myself in. I can see the outside world, but I cannot escape. Something is keeping me bound. I want to do it, but I just can't because in my own island, I'm the hero. I'm the, the, I'm the protagonist. I'm the one who comes out on top. But when you look at it from a different perspective, you're the victim. My God. Help us, Jesus. You're the victim. It's, it's insanity. Contagious? Hmm. Think about that. Is insanity contagious? The reason Leonardo DiCaprio ended up in this situation is because he was a war vet who had witnessed, uh, uh, I want to say, very tragic and traumatic events in World War II. He saw the concentration camp, he saw people being murdered, being killed, being experimented on never really reacted to those things, but kept them closed in his mind. So good man came back from war, had a wife, never really heard the voices speaking to him because his wife also was mentally insane, but he never really reacted to the help that she was asking him to give her. So long story short, what happens is that the wife tried to set the house on fire to kill herself. She was not successful. So he picked them up, moved them out to the country. While he was out uh, doing his job, he comes back and he sees his wife drenched in water only to find out that she had drowned their three kids just to put them at ease because she believed that they were suffering. So he could not take it. And what he did was he murdered her in cold blood. But in his mindset, he was always a hero. So in order to clear up that perspective of him being the criminal, he became now the detective looking for the criminal. See, sometimes you can be looking for the perpetrator not knowing that it's been you, hold it. Is the alcohol, is the drugs, is this, is that, is the church, is the religion. 
person that trespassing with you. You've been looking for the person that is closest to you. It's not anybody because now I'm going to take it to the biblical sense. Because if we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthened me, how can I give you so much power that you can rattle my day, that you can shake my foundation? If I can do all things through Christ, why is it that when you don't say good morning, God bless you, good afternoon, how's your day? I already have a bad mood, but if I to come out of it. Come on, give that some glory real quick. I'll bring it to some scriptures here. I I love this movie so much. It has so many biblical references and biblical sense. When the movie starts, he starts off on a ferry. And when he starts off on a ferry, he's getting motion sickness. So the movie starts with him uh, uh, regurgitating over a toilet because he can't take the motion of the ocean, right? And and, and you see him, he's getting real sick, and he comes out into the boat, and his partner asks him, what's going on? He says, I can't take water. And if you take that reference, and you remember what it said in Matthew 12 and 42, it said that when a demon is extracted, it's cast out, it's trying to find rest, it's trying to find a waterless place, because water signifies worship. And when there is water, excuse me, when there is worship, a demon cannot rest. So the movie starts off in the middle of worship, but he could not rest because he's fighting them off. He's fighting them off. Contrary to popular belief about demons don't exist anymore, the church has translated its language. We call them lifestyles now. So, 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 so there are certain lifestyles that we live in and we say, no, that's not demons. Those are lifestyles, but yet they just change their form of appearance. You got to understand that if I have a, a lifestyle of anger, a lifestyle of being mean, a lifestyle of doubt, those are lifestyles, those are still demonic influences. And sometimes the enemy got to get you out the water, excuse me, out the worship, excuse me, out the water. I don't know which one to say because it all means the same thing. You remember a woman that was caught by the well and when Jesus spoke to her, all of a sudden they were talking about rivers of living water coming out of them and their conversation turned from water to worship because worship is water and water is worship. And when you start worshiping God in the midst of your trouble, all of a sudden demons cannot Lay at rest. Oh, wow. right. <laughs> There's death demons that can't be at rest when you start worshiping. There is demons of doubt that can't be at rest when you start worshiping. There is uh, demons of bitterness, demons of unforgiveness, demons of double-mindedness. That tell you that if you start worshiping in the middle of your situation, I guarantee you that you'll see a different outcome. You'll see things start to rattle, things start to move because when you worship. Thank you, Jesus. Demons are uneasy. Mm-hmm. My God. So he comes out of this chamber in the same boat. I'm still in the beginning. Look at his mind. He's still in the beginning. He comes out of it, and what you see hanging from the ceiling are these chains. Oh, glory to God. I'm telling you, when you sang that song, you see these. Listen, just go see. 
will be TV on it. The, uh, uh, whatever, put it on demand. It's on demand on Epics. If you got Epics, Netflix, and YouTube, and Hulu, and whatever you want, it's there. Then when he comes out of this chamber, you see these chains, and these chains are open. They're like handcuffs, but they're all open. And he's walking in the midst of it. And all you see here is the rattling of the chain because you gotta understand that God means for you to be delivered. God means for you to be set free. God wants you to hear that at the beginning of the movie, you shall be set free, but you still gotta go through the motion. You still gotta go through the adventure. You still gotta go through the journey. God told them at the beginning that you shall be set free. Come on, give him the glory. This, this movie speaks so much into our hearts that as I ask you the question, is insanity contagious? I ask because his wife was clinically insane and somehow what she had done, the trauma that she had created was passed to him and he now became clinically insane. Can insanity be contagious? What has somebody who maybe was not in their right mind done to you in their life that now has you bound in shackles? Well, 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 you know, my mother, you know, she used to do things that I just couldn't stand. You know, my daddy, you know, he he was a hard man. And I'm telling you, the man wasn't saying, but, but he was a good man. But now you are basking, you are reaping what he has sown. And somehow there's a little thing off about you. I, I don't know what it is, but every time somebody runs you the wrong way, you just don't worship like you used to. You just don't believe God like you used to. You just don't pray like you used to. Can that insanity been passed down from someone? My God, my God, my God. Who made you like that? Do you remember when Adam drenched himself in ungodliness? In other words, when he ate of the fruit of knowledge without God? When, 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 he, when he bathed himself in dirt? And God said to him, why are you that way? And Adam trying to figure out what you talking about. Like God don't know what you've been into. Go to uh, Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> Y'all with me? Yes. Come on, give God the praise. Give God the praise. Amen. Somebody say mindset. Mindset. Now I'm not saying it all in one word. Is mind set. Okay. I'm going to explain that to you in a minute. Okay. Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> I'm going to read from verse 1 all the way down to verse 7. Is that okay? Yeah. Amen. There is therefore now, somebody say now. now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, the analogy here is, is so awesome and we can catch that. Look at somebody say, catch it. The analogy here is so awesome because it is for us to believe that when we were out of Christ, we were in a prison all to ourselves, right? But now you being in Christ, we understand that we are free because Christ himself, you ready for this? Is a type of different prison, but his prison, his prison, excuse me, has no limitations. So we got to understand that just like we were in bondage out of Christ, we need to now be a servant into Christ of the freedom. 
freedom that he has given us. Yeah, in other words, just like you were a slave to bondage, you need to be a slave to freedom. In other words, look at somebody say, you better exercise your freedom. You, you are a slave to it. You are a server to it. You're supposed to speak life. You're supposed to hear the guy. I think that's too deep for y'all. You, you are a slave to freedom. In other words, nothing should come out your mouth but the mind of Christ. Because you are a slave to it. I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed to be optimistic. I'm supposed to be encouraged. I'm supposed to strive. I'm supposed to push past when you tell me no. I'm supposed to look for yes. Not because of me, but God changed my nature. And he just not let me give up. That's why the devil keep knocking you down. But you keep getting back up. Because you are a slave to freedom. That's why we don't quit. Resilient. Amen. It's God changing your nature. It's no different than trying to get a pig out the mud and he goes back in it. Can't change the pig's nature. Neither can you change your nature once it's been changed into the freedom of Christ. And that's why you have so much tenacity. It's something about you. I don't know what it is. I can't quite put my finger on it. But you just do not give up. You just refuse to give up. Because I'm a slave to freedom. He says, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk, do not walk according to the flesh. In other words, it does not mean that we're not fleshly. We are still fleshly, but my agenda is not according to what my flesh says. In other words, listen, I may cater to my flesh every now and then, but every now and then you're going to tell the flesh who the boss. Like Tony Danza, right? Yeah, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> somebody say, who the boss? Who the boss? Because in, 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 in our in our flesh, our emotion, in our mind, our will, our emotion. Sometimes you gotta understand that that things hit you so hard that you do succumb to your emotions. Amen. You ever just lashed out somebody just for no reason? I said okay. <laughs> All right, Pastor. You know you're still preaching. Because <laughs> you succumb to your emotion, but 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 you know that scripture where it says. Uh, stand and see the salvation of the Lord. It says that you may be able to overcome the wiles and tactics of the, of the devil. Amen. The devil does things in strategy. Like he doesn't just come to bother you just for the sake of bothering you. He has a plan. He has a chart. Has a chart. You here. He got situations over here. You're going to turn this way. You're going to make a right right here. I'm going to put a situation here. Then I, I F-bomb over here. I cut you off over here. Uh, uh, three, I'm uh, flipping the birds over here. And he got, boom, got your pinpoint. He's been studying you from the minute God made you. So matter of fact, when he was creating Adam, this is Satan. What you doing, God? Who that? Who you putting your hands on? Why are you spending so much time with them? Lord, you used to be mine. Why are you spending so much time? The minute the glory of your raiment was created, Satan got jealous of you. He's jealous of you. That's why he'll do whatever he can to get you to trip up. So watch this. There are certain situations in your life that while you're walking through the journey of life, God will call you to react at the moment's notice. For this reason, you have been created. We have been made fearfully and wonderfully made. But if Satan can say, if I can put so much trauma into your life prior to you getting to your destination, 
What I can do with that trauma is that when the time comes for you to react godly, I'll trigger that trauma. Come on. That you'll react fleshly. My God. Because what I'm doing is setting your mind on the things of the flesh. Jesus. Listen, you can't have spent all those years with God and not have learned something. That's why he's called wise and crafty. So he says, you know what? I'll let your family abandon you now. Why? It doesn't mean anything. Now it doesn't mean anything. But how many of you know that sin, when it's birthed, it matures. And when it matures later on, it can kill you. So, so, so I'll have somebody not talk to you now. Now it doesn't mean anything. But the enemy is a farmer just like his father, God. Oh, yeah, you know that was his father? Yeah, yeah, I know that was his father. Oh, there comes some Bible study. He's creator. He called for all the sons and Job to show up and Satan was there. Oh, yeah, you talk to me. I'll teach you a little bit more. So watch this. He says, for the law of the spirit of life is Christ Jesus who has made me free. Look at my say free. Free. <clears throat> free from the law of sin and free from death. You're, you're free from sin and free from death. So watch this. You're, you're, you're free from, from, the, from, from the outcome of sin and from sin itself. You don't have to do sin. The reason we still sin is because we want to. Wow. Think about it. Whom the Son has set free is what? Free. Why do you still cuss? Whom the Son has set free is what? Free. Why do you still flip out the mouth at people? Whom the Son has set free is what? Free Why do you still doubt? Don't you know that it's so awesome because when he died on the cross, he went from making something that was bondage to you, now a choice to you. Israel, you can come out into the wilderness and worship, or you can stay. But this is all I know. You can come out, or you can stay. But this is all I know. You can come out, or you can stay. But this is all I know. Many of us, because of fear of getting to know the new, we stay in the old. Because getting to know the new is so much harder than staying in the old. I know you, I know you, I know you. I'd rather stay in what I know than venture out in what I don't know. And fear corrodes the mind. Amen? Amen. Come on, give us glory real quick. It says, for what the Lord could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us. In who? In us. In who? In us. In Christ? In us. In God? In, us. in the angels? In, in who? In us. Jesus died to do the first fulfillment that after the fulfillment of that spiritually, you can manifest it. In other words, I'll do the spiritual work, but you do the natural work. Let people see the righteousness that I died for through you. The love that I died for through you. The giving that I died for through you. The belief that I died for through you. The trust that I died for through you. So in other words, watch this. Natural to spiritual. If God is the source and Jesus is the arm, then Jesus is our source and the church is his arm. When Jesus says walk, the church got to do like this. When Jesus says jump, 
the church got to do this. When Jesus says we can take that building, the church got to march and get it. You are the body, the physical manifestation of what God says do. If God says I'm thirsty, it is your mouth that drinks. If God says I want to sing, it's your voice that sings. If God says I want to touch, it's your hand that touch. You are his body. He is the head. But when we pray, oh, Jesus, do it. He preaching. Amen. When, God, when we pray, oh, Jesus, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Don't you know that you are the do in the it? It is you. It is us. Oh, God, change this man's life. Okay, I'm going to use you to change it. No, 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 God. Me and him don't get along. But you just pray. You are the do of the it. Come on. Hallelujah. Help us. Can I help you a little bit more? Yes. Let's keep reading. Look at verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh, what does it say? Have their minds set. Set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnal minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then to those who are in the flesh, they cannot please God. So I want you to look at that where it says, to be carnal mind, I mean, excuse me, it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Look at somebody say mindset. The enemy knows exactly where to hit you, when to hit you, and why to hit you. So that you can set your mind on the flesh. You set your mind on the specific type of situation. Watch this. The word set means this. Just had it here. Technology. Friend or phone, right? That should, that should be the next sermon series, right? Technology, friend or phone. <clears throat> set. Set means to put in a specific, specific position or arrange an arrangement. To put in a specific position or arrangement. So when you set something, you're putting it not just in a specific position, but there are other things that you arrange around it. You ever play dominoes? You ever stack dominoes like this? And what happens when you knock one? What was that? They all fall. Don't you know that Satan sets you up because he can't do anything to you. So he has you do it for him. So he'll set you up to a point where you can be standing right now. But at the opportune time, he'll trigger that trauma and you'll remember what your daddy did. You'll remember what your mama did. You'll remember what grandmama did. And you won't forgive. You won't give. You won't act. You won't react. And all of a sudden, things just start coming down like dominoes and dominoes and boom, 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 boom. And before you know it, everything you have built comes crashing down. So why would the enemy knock one domino down? I just want to let you know why you survived the trauma. Why would he knock one domino down? He'll let you live. He'll step back for a minute. And he'll let you build and rebuild and rebuild and rebuild. Then when the house is big enough, then he'll come back and say, you remember what they did to you when you was 12 years old? And all of a sudden, your preaching just starts getting a little bit different. You start speaking with a condemning voice. You don't start giving a care about anybody else. 
You stop giving of yourself, your time, your money. Because now you have this trauma in your life. The Greek word for trauma is the same word that we use wound from. It's the same word that we use hurt from. It's the same word that we use uh, uh, bad memory, pain from. So trauma is much more than physical. It could also be mental. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let me go back to this. Tell you a bit more about the movie. In this movie, there is the warden. There's the warden. There's this a uh, uh, a main psychiatrist, and there's the man played by Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley is the bold guy that you saw, the one who said, "I have set something up here, and I will not let it go without a fight." Throughout the whole movie, you would think that Ben Kingsley is the enemy, because as Leonardo DiCaprio is trying to solve this crime. It seems like Ben Kingsley is trying to oppose him. But when you look at the end of the movie, the warden, those who do not believe that this insane people can be delivered, they're the ones who's trying to keep them in the same situation. So Leonardo is walking through the woods dirty, and he sees the warden, the warden gives him a ride, and the warden has this very private conversation with him. And he says in the conversation, do you know that God loves violence? And another kind of like gets a little taken back. He says, what do you mean? He says, God loves violence. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made us so violent. So Leonardo says, no, I don't agree with that. I don't think that God loves violence. And the warning says, we are creatures of violence. Think about it. He says to him, if we, if me and you were between one, the last plate of, uh, of meal, he says, and I were to sink your teeth, my teeth into your flesh to fight you for that meal. He said, would you let me kill you or would you retaliate? So Leonardo just leans over to him and says, I want to see you try it. Basically confirming that yes, we are violent people. And the whole gist of that conversation there is it was a pun to show that the enemy will come and have subtle conversations with you to get you to act and react according to the trauma that you have had. In other words, God knows the good that's in you. But Satan being so crafty will let you know something like, how dare you forgive that man? He looks just like your father who abandoned you. How dare you forgive that woman? You know she'll do it again. As a matter of fact, there's a prophet in the Bible named Hosea. See how the enemy does? He'll even quote scripture to you to get you to validate or justify or agree that what you're doing is right. I'm going to put it in church language. God knows my heart. I'm going to put it in church language. Well, he know I ain't perfect. I'm going to put it in church language. I'm still a Christian of the construction. So you're validating the reason that why you're acting the way you're acting, you're saying that it's okay. But what happened to greater is he that is in me? What happened to I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? What happened that when there's a will, there's a way? But now you're justified. You've gotten tired. You've been beaten. You've been struck down. And every now and then we want to justify the situation. We want to justify our feelings, our emotions just to be that. Ignorant sometimes. Well, you know I'm human. It's just a cuss word. God forgives. He'll look the other way. 
he forgave me. We even start indoctrinating and making things so religious to justify the reason the way we act the way we act. Who do you think injected religion into the church? The enemy. From the very beginning. That's why I asked you the, the question, is insanity contagious? It must be. Because if a lie is contagious, then so can insanity be. You ever believe the lie without seeing or being a witness to it? We do it all the time on social media. Man, I saw this thing on social media the other day. Honestly, I thought it was true. I just ran with it. Now you start talking about it. Yeah, man, because you know what I'm saying? Where you learn that from, you know? <laughs> and that's how the enemy does. He lets you believe a lie, and that lie deteriorates, rusts your mind. Before you know it, you start believing a lie. I'm going to give you a very common lie that we that we start believing, right? We believe that, that, that God does not uh, 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 do miracles anymore. Many people believe that God does not do miracles anymore, that he does not operate the way he used to back in the Old Testament, or back in the New Testament, that God does not do miracles the way he used to, that, okay, Peter walked on water, but we can't do that anymore. Why not? Why not? Not. Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why not? Why Why can you, uh, well, well, God not pull money out of a fish? Why not? Why not? Well, can God uh, shut the animal's mouth again? Shut the lion's mouth again? Why not? See, see, we don't believe those things because we say to those to ourselves, those are back in the days type of miracles. But what about now? Don't we need them even more now? Shouldn't it be more manifested? The Bible said that you shall do Greater works, greater works, greater works. We should believe now more than before. Amen. 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 But because we don't see it, we become shut to our own island. Amen. We become shut to our own island. He says, set their minds on things of the flesh. Watch this. <clears throat> Serve God with a whole heart. But with a willing mind. This is what David told Solomon before he commissioned him to build the temple. David could not build the temple because God said, your hands are filled with blood. You are a man of war. Your occupation is wrong for what I want you to build. So he told his son, let him build it. So David's advice to his son is, son, watch this. When you serve God, make sure your whole heart is in his spirit. But let your mind be with it. In other words, he knew that Solomon's mind was not going to be all put together. But as long as it's winning, your heart will yield your mind. Amen. Because if your heart is the seed uh, where all emotions are, if your heart is where you make decisions, don't you know your mind is the execution of it? If with your heart you make decisions, your mind executes what you desire. So you could be broke, busted, and disgusted and still be able to be willing to do the will of God. There's times when I've been outside. I've been out of whack. Lord, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't feel spiritual. I don't feel connected. I haven't read scripture. I haven't prayed. I haven't fasted. I haven't taken communion. And God still says lay hands on. God still says pray for that person. God still says still pray. God still says teach. God still says prophesy. God still says decree and declare. And miracles still happen. Because as long as you have a willing mind, 
They're upstairs, right? So, so, so the, 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 stepping, the, the stepping stool or the resting place for God is not for God to come from the bottom up. Because if it was for God to come from the bottom up and you were to build a footstool, that means that you gave God a boost to get up. And that's not right. He gave us a boost to come up. So in retrospect, he's our footstool from the bottom up that we can come up. But from the top down, God has a footstool so that when he comes down, when you get out of bed in the morning and you come downstairs, what's it for? Isn't it to impact the world? Isn't it to make a difference? Isn't it to go to work? Isn't it to do an activity? So if we are to build this temple where God can rest his glory and be a footstool to him, it's not from him coming from the bottom up because he already ascended. It's for him to come from the top down to do something in your life. I dare you to erect a temple unto God that he can bring his glory from the bottom part of your life to the bottom part of your life. Watch it, even though I spoil it, trust me, you're gonna see so many biblical references. The reason you need to believe, affirm, and confirm that you are set free is because Satan knows how to bound your mind. He's an expert at it. If he can bound your mind in your heart, you can agree a million times with God. But your mind will never execute it. Come on, help us. And Satan is cool with that. As long as you talk about life, but don't live it, <laughs> I'm good with that. As long as you talk about laying hands, but don't actually do it, I'm cool with that. As long as you speak the word in yourself, but never speak it out of your temple, I'm cool with that. As a matter of fact, Satan coined that term religion. Don't go out the four walls. Come into it. Don't go out. Don't you dare influence others with your truth. Because I'm a master craftsman. I'm a great deceiver. I'm such a great deceiver. This is Satan talking. That I know that a lie and insanity is so contagious that what I want to do is keep the truth in you bound. Because as, as a lie is contagious, how much more of the truth? I'll give you access to look at the outside world through your shutters. I'll let you experience it every now and then. But at the end of the day, get back inside. Get back inside. Shutter island. There's worship all around you. But you're stuck on an island all by yourself. I don't like the way this church too loud. Too loud. Oh, this is too loud. Too loud. I'm going over there. Oh, they're too quiet. I'm going to go over here. They're too religious. Over here, no, they're too black. They're too Hispanic. They're too white over there. 
Oh man, you got this. Now, now we got <clears throat> we got white people church, black people church, Hispanic church, Asian church. Whatever happened to just church in general? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happened to just God? Yeah. Just God. I like that. Yes. I like that. Look at somebody say, just God. Just God. Just God. When He created us, I had not an ounce of pigmentation in my body. When He created me, I didn't know if I was white, black, purple, blue. He said, just light emanated from me. I'm on a crusade. I'm on a crusade. I'm on a crusade. To make the church as pure as it's supposed to be. And I don't know how many of you are willing to. Go on this crusade with me. I don't care what we look like, but we ought to have one spirit, one mindset. Hey, can you do me a favor? Starting today, can you just go like this? You just open the shutters. You just open the shutters. Come on, let's do it again. Breathe in the fresh air of the Holy Spirit. Just open up those shutters. And experience the world. That's why he called you to say, Behold, I send you out as wolf. A sheep among the wolves. I send you out as sheep amongst the wolves. They're going to gnaw at you. They're going to try to bite you. They're going to try to intimidate you. But you got to understand that you are the Lamb of God. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. That greater is he that is in you. Come on, somebody. Than he who is in the world. You have been commissioned to open the shutters and get out of this island. Look at somebody say, I'm free. Say, I'm free. Come on, give God some glory in this place. I want to invite someone today who may not know Jesus as the Lord and Savior, who may still be bound in some things in their life, who may not know him, but wants to get to know him, to receive him, to walk closely with the Holy Spirit. If you are one that wants to receive Jesus into his life, into your life, just right where you at, I'm not in the building side, just raise your hand. Right where you at. Amen. God bless you, my sister. I want you to recite this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, I believe you to be the Son of God. I ask for your forgiveness. I make you ruler of my whole life. Have total access to my whole body, my whole mind, and my whole spirit. As I confess in my mouth and I believe in my heart that you died for my sins. 